This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, hello. We are back. We are back. It is. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're, we're, sorry. Okay. You know, we, we did a little bit of an audio test before we started. Um, you might be a little, you might want to, we might have redlined there a little bit, just, just, a, just a little bit. But but yes, that's the excitement that you feel. That is Thank the you energy for in the room. Dampening down my zeal. I'll I, be now. I'm I'm protecting the ears, you know. Whatever. Protect the ears of the listeners and mine. We are back for season three of With Love and Justice for All, the official podcast of Project Sanctus, where we have conversations about embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and the special challenges that arise for spiritual seekers. I am Reverend Ogan Holder. This is my partner in crime consciousness and co-creation, Reverend Kelly. Welcome back, Reverend Kelly. Thank you, Ogan. I'll try to contain myself. You can be as loud as you want. Just crank down the gain. I was be just loud. excited. I've missed okay. doing this. Again, not telling you be less loud. Just, just crank the gain. That's why we have buttons and knobs and switches for stuff like this. Um, yes, and, dear. and And uh, so, yes, we are back. Thank you. Thank you for coming back for another season. I'm excited. It's going to be another good year. <clears throat> it is. It is. It is off and is off to a great start today. We'll tell you more about that, but great start from a lot of reasons. One, we are back. And so are our, our listeners. Um, thank you so much for those of you who have been. We're going to start with some thank yous. Give the flowers while the people are around. Thank you to the listeners, subscribers who pushed us over 3000 downloads. We are now uh, being listened to in 24 countries around the world <gasps> and 45 of the 50 states in the US. We got to get those last whole little states. I don't know what's happening. Um, but we're we're glad that you're joining us on this journey, this adventure to uh, create a world of love, just, love, justice and liberation, as we like to say here uh, at Project Sanctus. And um, you can join in on the conversation. Um, we live stream this recording. Um, on Facebook um, as we record Tuesdays and Fridays around three-ish Eastern time generally is when it happens. So uh, if you tune in, if you tune in right at three, sometimes it takes us a, a couple of minutes to, you know, us to get going. So don't be disheartened. We we will yes. be there. This is for ish, those of you who are listening. Ish, be, ish being the operative word. <laughs> yes. Yes. The ish is, the ish is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, as I like to say, um, we also have a phone number if you want to, Call and leave a voicemail um, for anything you want us to discuss and or, you know, comments, queries, criticisms, all the above. We'll take them all. That number is 
413 get holy or 413-438-4659 if you don't have letters on your phone. So yeah, welcome back. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back. Um, even though I'm giving you a hard time about it. I just, uh, it's, you know, because we do twice a week, you know, mm-hmm. one on Tuesdays is a topic, on Friday is headlines. And it's not just doing this, but it 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 fosters my own education, my own growth, my own, you know, um, continuing to learn and see, you know, witnessing my own whiteness and where, um, you know, where my own challenges arise, which then allows, you know, I don't know about for you, but, you know, in, in seeing your own challenges and, and missteps and hiccups, but I certainly see mine and more and more. And sometimes it happens live on the podcast, it, it, which it is my live. favorite, it, my it, favorite it, part. Yes, yes it, um, happens. it happens live. I get to witness my blackness and it is beautiful. <laughs> uh, yes. And patriarchy. <laughs> yes, that. Well, maybe not as beautiful, but. A thing to be old. So I'm excited about today because we're just gonna we're gonna recap because we have been on break and boy, there's a lot that can happen, you know, in just a week. But we were gone for a month or five weeks. Um, so we want to start with though, happy birthday to us to Project Ignis, yeah, because we celebrated two years in in March, March 21st actually, uh, and two years that Project Sanctus has been. Uh, in existence has been functioning and, you know, contributing to, you know, making a world of love, liberation and, and um, justice and, uh, and lots of um, evolution in there for ourselves individually, yes. you know, collectively for those that come to our events and workshops and affinity groups. And so two years, I think is a is a big deal. Um, it's, it is a very big deal. It's not always easy. It's, you know, um, there is, is it ever easy when we, did, did um, I miss the easy moments? Well, I think that I think podcasts are kind of you know border more on easy than say writing <laughs> curriculum. This um, is true. It, um, but we, you know, but also I think what celebrating two years of really working to embody like as a business that um, the idea of you know um, pleasure activism and or allowing what brings you joy and and pleasure to be the decision making right like we're always sort of keep emerging into that and um or that's always emerging and we're always kind of exploring that and bringing that forward um so which is and in a minute i'm going to tell you about our next book selection in 846 book club but i think that's um for me celebrating two years of really continuing to embody that and engage that and presence that you know model it like if we're going to talk about stuff we should probably do it um and we did do a bit of a fundraiser in march so we want to make sure we thank everyone who donated Uh, not just in march though but all the time all year round um we are completely self-sufficient and and rely on uh, donations of others. Uh, We rely on, on, you know, the financial gifts, um, whether it's paying for an event or just donating. Um, You keep our, quote unquote, our virtual doors open. Um, So thank you. Thank you to everyone who donated. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Where are we going from here? Um, Script. I can read. Uh, 
Uh, no. Want we talk a little bit about what are you, do we want to jump into oh. recaps first? Let me jump into recaps first, and then we'll do some of these. Uh, okay. These these invitations because you mentioned you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, um, the work we do around promoting pleasure activism. So um, let's talk about what let's talk about what our break was like. Was there was there a lot of pleasure activism, pleasure seeking, pleasure experiencing on your part? or uh yes the yes and um i i think maybe and another way to i think to talk about it and to uh make it a little more clear you know people have this idea i think at times that the word pleasure like a very narrow definition of pleasure so it, it you know pleasure joy zeal meaningful you know, um, it, it's the the really the opposite of that white body cultural norm of urgency and pushing and, you know, looking at output and production and got to get her done and and that and even as I'm saying the words I can feel my insides just, you know, crunching and slowly contracting and feeling tension. So the 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 pleasure part is, is not it's not, you know, we, we've, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that to, you know, the idea of joy and, and what brings me pleasure to drive how I make my decisions, which includes how I invest my time. And it, it can be pretty, um, at times, uh, challenging to work through because there's still that the messaging of yeah but i gotta pay rent and i gotta do this and i gotta do that and like what what can i do and push through gotta make happen so that there's money coming in so that and then it becomes like blah, blah, blah you know just yeah. crazy making so i did uh often at times uh allow well is this bringing me joy right is this meaningful um so in 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 choosing um, maybe what class I'm teaching and in, in choosing how I invest my time with, um, you know, going out to lunch or or watching a movie or sitting on the, you know, the patio or, or, you know, and I had to in our break, I had to not had to, that's a terrible way to say that, but I had a trip to my mother to go visit my mother in South Carolina and it wasn't for vacation and it wasn't for, um, you know, fun and um, just, you know, hang out. It was, there was, you know, I guess work involved. There's some health challenges going on. There's downsizing, you know, in several months she'd be moving. And so it wasn't, so every day I was tired. And so every day I made sure that there was space in my day for that week of just, what is it I want to do for, it's just meaningful or joy or, simple, you know, not having to think so much. So I did, you know, and that was very intentional, um, choosing what meetings, choosing how I want to spend my weekends, choosing what I want to watch. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at choosing things to watch on TV or a movie that are mindless. Like I've kind of, you know, what I would what did, consider. What, what did you watch? Because at some point you were like, hey, lost your Lugu, your Hulu login. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it was just a function of watching an old TV series. You know, like there there was a series on a long ago, it was called Boston Legal. And oh, I hadn't yeah, seen I an episode that, yeah. in a long time, but I remember it was a good show. Um, you know. Um, Wasn't that a, William Shatner was in that? Yeah, William Shatner was in that. And he was a complete, you know, 
sexist, racist. <laughs> he was a, you know, he was like this horrible character that you love to hate. Um, uh, and other, and then, and then, but also choosing to watch shows like the 1619 Project, um, you know, is now a, a series. Um, you know, the book is is quite the tome. Um, and uh, watching um, the series I, itself. I, I watched that too. Listen, if you've not watched 1619 Project, bore somebody's Hulu login. I don't, I don't know uh, who you can find. If you need one, uh, you know, DM me. Don't hit me, Disney. DM me. I'll lend you mine just for that. Uh, it was powerful. And, and having read the book and then actually seeing um, you know, as in the in the book, there's these different categories, you know, healthcare, entertainment, all the different things. But then because the filming happened after the book, you know, a little while after the book was published or the original uh, New York Times publication, a lot of it, a lot of what we see in the documentary was uh, was updated, more contemporary, more contemporary examples and things happening you know relatively in real time in our real time so it was it was powerful the thing that uh seared in my memory from that was when they were doing the bit on capitalism and they were oh. doing the bit of the amazon warehouse and the term yes. was picking, yes. were picking like they were picking yes you know, and the, like, like standing there picking shit up, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, we, here we are, but majority, either, um, you know, poor folks, um, minority folks, just in, they drew the parallel to like picking cotton um, in the, in the plantation days. And I was like, oh, like that really hit home at a, at a different yep. level. Um, and, and that was not a term just used for the documentary. That's, that's what the warehouse workers call it. They're, they're picking. Yep. Yeah. That one, that that equating picking from the bins and picking items to put in bins and equating yes. that to picking cotton was, I, yeah, I, there, I don't have words for it, but that was really ex, expanding the brain. It really was like, oh, wow. I always, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and of course there were, and, and, you know, a lot of people talk about, we don't want to, you know, why do we keep watching these things that, um, that take us back to the past and keep us stuck in the past and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they're the whole point of that cap, not the whole point, but one of the things that, that was highlighted in that capitalism episode was, you know, in order for, sh for us to shift, um, such that you know we we close this gap between the pay gap between like CEOs and employees and 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 get better um, you know compensation and healthcare for for employees. The power is in um, collective bargaining and the ability to form unions and and you know it's it's a it's a lot of hard work. Uh, we we had my friend Nell on a while back to talk about that. I'm trying to remember what episode that was um um but about unions yes uh episode 45 so if, if you haven't heard episode 45 and you want to uh, uh go back and listen to that when we were talking unions um and the power collective bargaining and why that's the most important thing that's gonna shift 
um, this 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 disparity and this basically you know modern day plantation system that we have going with capitalism. Right. So yeah. so yeah, take a take a listen to that episode. Yeah, she did a um um the, on the 1619 project of an amazing job of bringing the book to life and also putting in some contemporary um examples but take you know looking at capitalism and music and religion and yeah. all these different facets of the human experience but tying it <clears throat> to um to slavery to yeah. racism yeah. Uh, and it really was anyway it was very well done so sometimes my uh watching tv was you know educational sometimes it was um just as i said <clears throat> you know i guess mindless that might be a harsh word but where i don't actually uh um have to i don't have to pay attention closely because i'm going to lose something in the plot it was more um, entertainment driven yes and and what i noticed too is in watching you know things from you know even you know five years ago or ten years ago just now you know when you're doing this kind of work embodied anti-racism you can't unring a bell so here i am watching things you know on in hulu or netflix or peacock or whatever and i'm like oh like uh, ooh, you know like you hear things and see things like yeah no that's not good you know and because i i can't unring the bell i can't unlearn or unsee things um so i also was sort of fascinated by um um just i know the first time i saw a show you know 20 years ago didn't even register and now it's you you know you can't not see things um yeah so you know i think that's a good thing that's um it it means at least for me i'm maybe a little more aware um and more aware of paying attention to what i'm doing I I planned a couple trips for you know down the road while uh, while we were on break. Uh, I did have days when I worried about wait I'm supposed to be doing something so we can earn income, you know I couldn't escape that entirely. Um, and I'm not going to encourage you to escape that entirely. Like, <laughs> have have some thoughts about income. <laughs> I kid I kid. No I just it's just it's a uh, it. Yeah, and it's it comes back to that, you know, it, I I do want to do that, and I do I do need to do that, and I don't I I'm continuing to learn. Um, I think all of us are on how not to get sucked into the urgency thing, you know, right. and and the pushing from within. So it's not about not, you know, doing work, but work I work can be joy filled. Yes, um, and so is it. Be. So how do I do things that, you know, are income producing that have the, the joy without so without having, you know, some drudgery like, a, oh, my God, I have to do this and I don't like doing it, but I have to get it done kind of yeah. thing. And also to take totally take the time to not think about it as well. To, yeah. Yep. To, uh, oh, I did. Un <laughs> Good. Good. That was, that was the point. That was, yes. that was that was the point. You know, this mm -hmm. great, great time to plug to plug our next um, 846 book club selection, because we are actually going to be exploring um, yes. Rest is Resistance, a manifesto by Trisha Hersey, who um, most of you listening might know uh, from the social media account, the NAP Ministry. And I should 
I should not say the social media account from her life's work, the Nat Ministry. There is a, an associated social media account. It's not the point. The Nat Ministry is actually a real, a real thing of events yep. and classes and learning um, and actual uh, rest and events. Um, and and the whole point is not around like we just take naps. Rest is rest can be rest can be um, experienced in many different ways, but the whole point is using rest as a way to upend the uh, the capitalism influences of that sense of urgency, that sense of you know we gotta have multiple jobs and side hustles, even even yeah. when, you know. And this is not to underscore that that there are folks in financial situations where they do need to work. It's not about not working, but it, it kills me to see people who are making a decent enough income. We live in a society, unfortunately, where nowadays a decent enough income really isn't decent enough. But then there's this culture of that's not enough. You got to do more. You got to side hustle more. You got to keep pushing. You have to keep striving. And, and to your point, often then we feel guilty about when we're not doing that, like we should be doing something. We don't know, we don't know how to just be okay with not doing anything um, yeah. and intentionally unplugging from that, from that grind. So we're going to be exploring her book. We're going to be exploring ways that we can all um, consciously and proactively upend capitalism by and shift the capitalism culture by meaningful and intentional rest and reprieves. And that book study starts uh, Tuesdays, May 11th, Tuesday, it'll be Tuesday nights, our usual Tuesday night, 7.30 to 9.30, start uh, Eastern time. And it will start on May 11th. Um, and no, go April through, 11th. Sorry, April 11th and go through May 16th. So Tuesdays, April 11th, May 16th. Again, you can drop it anytime. You don't have to be there for every night. Um, if you're going to buy the book, head over to our uh, bookstore partners, blissbooksandwine.com. Um, they are a Black-owned bookstore in Kansas City. They have opened their physical bookstore and do a lot of great events there. If you're in the Kansas City area, check them out. But you can order... Uh, books from them online and they'll ship them to you use the code 846book for a discount on our behalf um, and we hope to see you at the event at the in the book study it, it'll be on zoom so you can get to it wherever you can i'm speaking as if i'm speaking to the especially to the new listeners who might be tuning in for the first time uh, know that that's what there is uh, you do have to pre-register and you can do that at projectsanctus.com um and at the very least, do get the book, even if you can't participate in the book study, read the book, not just read the book, but really take in the teachings and really do a lot of work around um, examining your connection to work culture and grind culture and restlessness yeah. culture. Um, you know, we have, we have people who come to our affinity groups who talk about the challenges of like being okay with not doing anything. Well, even that phrase, not doing anything. I mean, we even, even that term by itself is, is, uh, you know, I feel the need to, I have to keep revisiting it. Like if I'm being still, 
Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Well, what exactly does that mean? Like doing anything, being still is quote unquote, doing something. It's being still. It is, it is doing, it (laughs) is restorative. Yes. So maybe you should say not doing anything that tied to your productivity and your sense of worth through productivity. How's about that? Oh, that's an even better way to say it. Tying our worth. Well, tying our worth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. If I I lay and just stare up in the sky and daydream as the clouds go by, yes, I am doing something. Um, But you're right. The language, the capitalism language is that I'm not doing anything. I'm doing I'm doing something. Yeah, like I'm not contributing to, you know, I'm I'm I'm. Yeah. So uh, as we said, in real time, in real time, there's 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 that uh, indoctrination of the capitalist thinking. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm resting. I am restoring. I'm actually doing something. But capitalism tells me, oh, no, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing anything productive. And that's what's implied in the not doing anything, not doing anything productive. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything else on your break that you want to fill us in on? Oh, well, I had, I know Project Sankus had a birthday, but I had one too. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I did. My birthday yes, is on St. Patrick's Day and there are people throw parades from me all oh. over the place. Oh my goodness. I know. So yeah. fortunate. You and it was a nice my, birthday. You know it what was to do quiet. On, on my birthday, June 1st in my home country, Barbados. They warn everyone that it's hurricane season, so yeah. okay. no parades for me. Just, just dire warnings. Wow, what a metaphor! Right, and of course, with climate change, seasons are oh, getting worse. Yeah. So even more, yeah. even more dire warnings are rolling out. Yeah. So yeah, belated, belated happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it went by fast, and then there were moments where I'm like, I miss doing this. There was um, Ramadan. Um, began on March 22nd and mm-hmm. because of my my connections here with uh, Muslim communities you know it start you know got busy pretty quickly um and I don't know I'm sure there's a lot of other things and uh it just went fast and it was I enjoyed what I think was really the most joy filled for me was the um just the diversity of my activities um finding oh oh look wait i have a couple things that are sort of like a mm-hmm. habit or i don't know if i want to go so far as say a rut but um yeah along those lines so all right and you uh, um well uh let me pick up where you left off with ramadan um i am i uh when we when we last met here on the podcast i was still in Barbados, I believe. Was I still in Barbados? Yes. Yes. I believe I was. Uh, since then, I am back in Morocco, in Casablanca, to be exact, to spend a few weeks with uh, one of my partners who lives here. And she is, I guess, the best way to describe a secular Muslim. So you know how, like, you know, some of us, we are in the U.S. A Not necessarily ourselves. practicing right yeah you know you know you got like your easter your easter christmas crowd you got your like you know we not going to church every sunday passover hanukkah yeah christian affiliated whatever so she's i guess secular muslim and for the last two years she did not observe ramadan but she decided to you know this year let's fast for ramadan 
And I was like, let's, as in let us, who was the us that we we're referring to? <laughs> right. Let's oh. is let apostrophe S, yeah. which means let us. Let us. <laughs> who's, who's the us? I'm not secular Muslim. This is not like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, when in Rome, so um, it, it's been fun to uh, contrast being in a Muslim country when mm. Ramadan is happening versus when it's not. It's a, it's right. a yeah, different, different energy uh, mm-hmm. altogether. So we, we have been, we've been fasting, um, not well all the time, you know, but the intention is there, let's put it, put it that way. Um, so yeah, so I'm back in Morocco and we also took a little jaunt to your ancestral home, uh, Italy. We went to Naples, Italy. Um, that town, that town was off the chain. Love me some Naples. Then we yep. also took a day to go to the island of Capri. One of that my place, favorite places. Oh yep. my God. That place, like I come from a tropical paradise from Barbados and Capri took my breath away. So that, yep. that tells you something love love that little trip so um so yeah so there's been i guess for me a lot of um leaning leaning into the pleasure of it it was not uh i'm i'm learning to realize that one doesn't need to take outright vacation you can where you like totally do not unplug from your work um so as a as a nomad it's been working for me as we talk about you know, how, how does one live a life that, um, that you don't necessarily need to take a vacation from? <laughs> Not that you shouldn't, right? But, but one where, yes, pleasure is the priority. So, so, so yes, the work and has been happening some things with Project Sanctus. Um, I, I also have a spiritual coaching practice. So that's been going on too. I've been doing some writing, um, you know, and when I say I've been doing some writing, I, that really means I keep starting pieces that I never finish but you know me too oh I'm so not I'm so glad I'm sorry but I'm so glad to hear that oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely I'm still I'm still writing things I literally started years ago uh because you know I'll I'll write a few lines a few paragraphs a couple pages and then I feel complete with that and one of them so this is interesting because I was having a conversation with a friend and they're like so wait When's that grief book you kept saying you were going to write is coming out? And I said, well, here's the thing. As I write that book, I realized I was really, really, I don't know if arrogant is the word I want, but, you know, I felt like I knew what I was talking about Mm. when I said I was going to write a book around grief. Because at that time, I was really in in the thick of it. And what I've come to realize is when I was in the thick of it, I assumed that there would be a thin of it. And then, then, you know, I'd be, I'd be good. I'd be like, I know what I'm talking about. That's not how grief works at at all. So the the more I think I know about it, the more I realize, yeah, Yeah. I, I, I don't know much about it at all. And new facets of it keep being unfolded. So I think what I'm realizing I have to do is um, wrap up what I've got so far, call it volume one. Yeah. In the next few years, issue a volume two with some newer insights that keep being unfolded uh, uh, with me. So I think that might be the route I have to go. Um, but and and I'm also working on on another thing of, um, you know, we, we we talk about spiritual bypassing here a lot. Um, 
as we talk about the challenges of spiritual seekers, spiritual bypassing is a big thing. You know, we, we use in the teachings to really avoid being engaged and avoid doing our own inner work um, around, around justice and liberation um, and white supremacy and patriarchy and all the things. Um, so one of the things I've been doing is um, taking a look at some of the affirmations that we use in, in our new thought sphere and not rewriting them per se, but kind of showing how we use them to bypass and really then how we can use them to not bypass. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we, when we speak of, you know, we, uh, I'll give you an example. So we like to say things like, I am love, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm love manifest and love incarnate. God is love. I am love that whole sort of deal. And what we often do as a spiritual bypass is like, because I am love, therefore, all I'm going to do is send love and thoughts, love and energy. I'm not going to say anything about anything. And what we know is that love is both as a spiritual and human, basically energy of transformation. And it is messy. It is a challenge. It requires us to transform ourselves, which means a lot of deconstructing, decolonizing, unpacking, shifting beliefs, and then being in action around it, right? One can't say I am love and then not step up to actually be a force of love for those who are being oppressed. That's not how yep. love works. So, right. so to really, so, so yeah, I've been working on those. And I started with five because oh, yeah, five, that's a great number to start with. And now I got like 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, and the, again, volume I'm, one and volume two. I got it. Right. Gotta... The, the thing about um, uh, it, love, too, is, is it, you know, keep it, it, we keep it in the head, mm-hmm. you know, as a cognitive thing, is this, this principle. Um, and yet it's actually a skill. And the, yes. and the way that you develop that skill is you have to do it with others, which yes. means, guess what? You're going to fuck it up and you're yes. going to get it wrong and you're going to insult someone or someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Like all that's what makes it messy yeah. is because it's a skill that we haven't really been taught. No, we haven't. Now, because I said I'm working on this, y'all, I don't need to hear a couple months from now. Hey, where's that book you said you were writing? <laughs> right. Don't don't at me. All right. I'm very I'm very much aware of my glacial pace of writing. I I'm doing all the work around not shaming myself about it, not getting into that uh, lack of productivity, you know, capitalistic idea around it. So yeah, trust me. There's nothing you're gonna say to me that I haven't said myself already. Uh, talking about uh, doing our own inner work around things. That's a uh, that's one of the things I continue to uh, to work on myself in. Where's that sweet spot between not feeling ashamed that I'm not more productive in my writing and actually getting some writing done? So there you go. That's that's my that's my work. Um, some other highlights of this time was um, I said um, I'm doing the thing that I said I wouldn't do in relation to my to my family and what i mean by this is um this is also related to the capitalism um many of you um know my family in barbados we have we have this family business it's a it's a bakery a pretty well-known bakery on the island it started by my grandparents the really small outfit it's grown over the years it's a it's a small-ish to medium-sized-ish commercial bakery and 
part of the issue is that now it's being, you know, run slash managed, owned by um, my my aunts and uncles. So um, the second generation. And in true, in true like succession style uh, um, acting out, succession of the TV show, by yeah. the way, which is, which is back on and it's juicy. Yes, um, yes. You know, lots of conflict, lots of mm. um, um, not, not, not getting their act together. And as a result, my generation, the third generation over the decades have been like, yeah, we want nothing to do with this mess. We are, we're going to go, we're going to, do our own thing. We're going to make our own peace. We not get in, in this mess. Our, our peace of mind or peace of soul is more important than this family drama. And then I was there for a few months and realizing that, yes, these folks who are currently running the place, they're not getting any younger. They're right. all in their late 60s to mid 70s. Uh, health challenges are beginning to kick in. They may not be around for that much longer meaning, you know, like 10 to 15 years, um, 20, if we're lucky. Um, and the real, the thing that slowly started to seep into my psyche was as a black person in a country that was once a British colony that is still very much, um, a lot of the land still owned by descendants of slave mm. owners, um, a lot of the land still, uh, you know, it's the fact that we have this potentially third generation business and, 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 and there's poverty owned and so on to, for me to just say like, not to pay attention to that. There's something, there's something vital in that in carrying on this legacy. So um, me, probably the last person you want to own a business decided, you know what, <laughs> I should do something about this. Like there's. Wow, you know, so so um, I am I'm I'm slowly hatching uh, some sort of um, succession plan, um, and I'm not doing it on my own. I've talked to. I was just going to ask you that. You got like cousins and siblings. So so, and... so slowly reaching out to the cousins. Uh, the one my 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 sibling has uh, the, the one who lives in Brazil has said, "Yeah, no, not not my not my deal." <laughs> I don't blame him. You know, I, I, I hold nothing against anyone who doesn't want to get yeah. involved. That's, that's cool. Um, um, but, but I have spoken with a cousin. She's interested. Um, my, my aunts and uncles are sort of tentatively like, well, let's see what you come up with first before we decide. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, I'll, you know, t timing gonna wait for y'all. So, uh, is yeah. it, so it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a thing. And I am, I am super anxious about it. I am, I am, super um, 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 wary about the idea of here we are really doing this work around not allowing the, 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 the tendrils of capitalism to seep through everything we do. And, yeah. and I'm talking about trying to take over and run a commercial business. So, so where, do I, where do I find that? Where do I find that middle ground? Uh, between the two one of them is yes not doing it on my own another one is not doing it the way the previous generations did it which was hands-on all the time doing everything and right. not, not resting even on even on their off days they're not resting uh, right. around it um so um so yeah so it's it's in the infancy stages there's no guarantee it it will it will play out 
um, as well. So part of it is me having to make peace with that. You know, maybe maybe this ends in two generations. Uh, maybe it doesn't. Um, so we'll we'll see. But I'm open. I'm open to to doing it. And I think but it, my my openness has come actually from a lot of the work that we have been doing. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. You know, to go like I can go into this being very mindful of not being overtaken by what this the demands of this and perhaps shifting the internal workings of the organization to be one that honors um you know rest that 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 really honors um you know it as an as a as a business of service i don't know i'm, I'm still well who's well and and as you were talking i was thinking um you know even as you were talking i was thinking about you and and this family business and um and me and and what you know the endeavors i have going on and how different we would be thinking about these things and we'll just let's take the bakery how different your thinking would be about it you know not too long ago and 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 not even notice that replicating racist capitalism yes you know and and as a and what does it look like and how when you don't know what it's going to look like by making decisions to hospice modernity but you can't see exactly how this is going to play out and allowing you know but but making different decisions you're you're like you know one of the things you bump i bump up against is like destroying a paradigm Mm -hmm. you know it's and it's it isn't and i use that word on purpose it's the destruction of a paradigm while people that prop that up and live by that paradigm are still all around you and still working within that paradigm. Yeah. Um, like that can just get, uh, you know, it can get, I, I'm imagine uncomfortable, you know, here and there and just, um, but how different, I was just thinking about how differently, you know, would have thought about it, you know, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, as compared to today. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and speaking of speaking of because of the work we do, um, some things coming up that we want you listeners to know about that is the work that we do that we're excited about. Um, in April, April thirteenth to fifteenth, we're 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 launching the part one of our conscious anti-racism program. So after two years of doing workshops that we host and workshops at conferences and different classes and affinity groups and all that, we, you know, you mentioned writing curriculum. We, we, we have this program um, that we created and it's gonna be in three parts. And the first part, um, conscious anti-racism part one, equity and liberation is happening April 13th through 15th. It's like a three-day uh, workshop play shop of sorts um, it's 10 a.m to 1 p.m eastern time each of those days um, and it's a we call it a program for learning healing connecting and creating a culture of equity and liberation it's 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 gonna be good work and um, it's I I refrain, I, I hope that folks don't think of it as like, you know, oh, this is like basic level stuff, 101 stuff. So because I've done some work, I don't need to participate in this. Um, scratch that from your brain um, and sh- show up for this. Um, also mark the, your calendars for part two, where we're going to look at intersectionality and take a deep dive into that. And that's going to be June 15 through 17. So you can register for the part one right now. Registration page is up for that. 
Um, registration closes April 11th. Um, we have some economic justice pricing plans. So not, so we got, we got again, various, various, various uh, pricing points um, to meet your needs. And as always, if you want to participate and you can't afford it, still contact us um, and, and see what, what arrangements we can come to. Um, again, projectsanctus.com is the place to learn all that. But I'm very excited because I think that this program is going to be really the, the start of the start of some real transformative opportunities um, for folks. So please visit us for that. And as always, the thing I think that uh, has been one of my deepest sources of learning that we do is our affinity groups. Um, those are still happening first and third Wednesday. In fact, if you listen to this uh, by April, what is today? The fourth. So mm -hmm. we got one. What is today? Tuesday. It's today Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So that's tomorrow, yeah. April fifth. Tomorrow. Uh, yep. First and third Wednesdays at seven thirty p.m. Eastern time on Zoom. Um, we have our affinity groups. Uh, the first. Wednesday of the month is a communal group um, where everyone comes together and whatever the topic du jour is, we talk about it, we do exercises, we have discussions. Um, and then on the third Wednesday, we split into two groups. Kelly takes the white bodies. I take the BIPOC folk and and because sometimes we have to we have to have our discussion separately. Um, so and and I think that that has really done a lot of my shifting, especially around my internalized patriarchy, um, because there are um, some some many wise women, um, so many wise older black women in mm. um, in that uh, that third Wednesday um, affinity group that school me, school me, school me in some ways. Um, so I do a lot. Of, a lot of my good learning comes uh, from that. So as we always remind you, we're not here. We're not here because we are better than you, or we're here because we're the experts. We are on this journey of learning right along with you. So um, yeah, we're doing this work. We're we're doing this work for us, us too. Because yeah, we as we often say, we internalize a lot of things that we don't know we internalize until we have the opportunity to to be in a learning space and a sharing space, uh, conversation right. space. Um, speaking and everything, of, everything that all the things you mentioned, mm -hmm. I put links to those in the, the chat since we're streaming live to Facebook. In the chat on Facebook, and yeah. they will also be in the show notes on your podcast player, however you listen to this, so yeah. you can link uh, to those directly as well. Ogan, mental note, put them in the show notes. Um, <laughs> so. Like I, I said that and I, like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm doing that. So <clears throat> make a mental note. Um, before before we wrap up uh, this recap recap episode, um, usually we do headlines on Fridays, but we would remiss to not mention the biggest headline of the day. Um, um, earlier, you made a reference to. Um, um, Racism and capitalism. So today, perhaps one of our uh, most uh, biggest racist and capitalists. Uh, yes, racist, who, misogynist, capitalist. Ca ca capitalist, who happens to be um, our former president, was arraigned today in New York City, and that was yeah, that was quite the that was quite the spec. It wasn't. It was a little bit of a spectacle. Uh, I would say I don't know if you watched any of it on online. Today. I did not. I was on another call when right before coming on here. 
um, um, I would say uh, flashbacks of flashbacks of the uh, the you remember the OJ uh, driving through yes. in the white Bronco. So you know the the all the news stations basically <coughs> are following following the whole four mile trek from uh, his uh, Trump Tower to the to the courthouse, um, and you know there were protesters earlier, both pro and anti Trump protesters, but. Um, and of course, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene had to make an appearance and it was hilarious because she she stepped out with a bullhorn and she was booed and and yelled at Good. so loudly that nobody heard what she was saying. After like two minutes, she had to get back in the car. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, my God. I was actually I was actually really disappointed in CBS that they that they did a segment on Sunday night on 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl interviewed her, interviewed her. And I, yes. what I was so disappointed, I'm like, why are you giving this person any airtime? So I'm I'm torn about that. I'm torn about that. You, you know, as we often say, you know, um, not all views are welcome. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. And at the same time, I think it is important for us all to understand what we are up against. Right. Yeah. Because here was a person that we once thought was thought was like, you know, a fringe kind of like just out there person. But this woman is gaining power in the house, yes. you know, and and rising up the ranks and and gaining support. So it's important. Yeah. I think it's important to also know what and i mean let's be clear it's it's 60 minutes who i mean who's really watching 60 minutes at this point you know 60 minutes is a is a fun throwback to 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 generation x and above i don't know if there's any I, any millennials or younger watching 60 minutes i doubt right yeah i don't you know, know. It, 60 minutes peaked with us generation xers so yeah. so yes um yeah. so i think is i think it's important i think it's important um to to hear to hear, you know, like one of the things they're talking about with the to Trump's hear the crazy, yeah, with Trump's <laughs> arraignment is like, should we issue a gag order so we can't talk about it? But some people are like, no, let the dude talk because you know him, he's gonna say some stuff to even further incriminate himself, right? So sometimes, well, you have I don't, to hear I don't it. think, I don't think he's the judge is initially gonna have to do a gag order. Just let them, you know, Captain Caps Lock is what he's <laughs> called now, right? Right. Because every tweet he does is Caps Lock. Um, but let him, you know, he's now threatened, you know, yes. he's threatened the, the district attorney on more than one occasion and his wife. And so let him keep, you know, that's diary a, of the mouth. That's that's the whole point they're making. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes, yeah, we do need to hear. Did she need a whole 60 minute segment? Maybe not. But, but then so. there are those who otherwise might not have heard. Um as as well so who yeah knows? i i guess i guess that. yeah so I, I yeah i guess i do have mixed feelings but i am disappointed i think i'm partly disappointed that she got any airtime and you do have to know the crazy stupid you know just she you know the quintessential you know give yeah. her a darwin award kind of thing <laughs> um and um i think part of my other disappointment was i think leslie Stahl went easy on her Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, I, I, that I, I think that. it's more of a disappointment. I've, I've only I've only watched um, bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know that I will go back and watch the whole thing. But um, back to Trump's arrange, arrangement, arraignment. Um, I, you know, 
the the wheels of justice turned slowly when it came to him like very no kidding very slowly yep. um but i'm glad that they're beginning to turn and yep. we've got this we still got the january 6th um investigation going on we've got the in georgia, georgia. that's going on he actually still has some sexual harassment cases going on like so the things are beginning to catch up and the trump with, organization with that whole exactly. that's still yeah. going on too so so i think it's good to see finally there's there's more than just rhetoric around him answering for the damage he's done there's now actually right. some stuff going on um you know this th i mean i don't given given the nature of this particular arraignment and this particular indictment like you know that he's not seeing jail time for this let's be clear about that i don't yeah. the, i don't imagine that's going to happen um and at the same time i think it gives it gives it sets the president the precedent for this ex-president that yes no one no one is above the law and and he behaves like he is um and wants to for use, years and for years and for years. years years and and really wanted and really leaned into the press the presidency as an excuse to be above the law and yep. so we're saying no no you're no you're not and um, i'm glad to see it happening and and i hope it continues i hope it continues and so yeah so i i just thought we need to mention that i think um last i last i checked um he was he was i'm gonna check now to see if anything's happening um but last i checked he was he was in the courthouse the arraignment was happening and he might probably still be in there he's pleaded not guilty to 34 charges 34 charges yeah. oh my goodness um yeah so Yep. So that's where we're at right now. He's pleading not guilty, as expected, of course. Um, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Well, well so, I think we knew. I think we knew there was uh, thirty-four charges. We just didn't know what they were. Exactly. And and we'll. And find I, out loved how, I loved how I loved how Republicans kept going on and on about you know pushing back against all of this you know indictment, and it's like yeah. you don't even know what they are. Like, how are you? Well, you know, it doesn't matter. They'll they'll put some spin on it, regardless. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, it's that that's for me. I ain't gonna lie. That's that's half of the that's half of the hilarity on this to just watch them spin on on how they're gonna respond respond to this. So you know, I mean, good times, good times had by all. Um, all right, so that I think that's that's it for this uh, comeback episode. Kind of like warm. We're warming back up. You know, when you have an exercise for a while. You gotta yeah. do, you, you know, you gotta do like a. I, I I have a workout app that I use, and when I take a break from it and I come back to it, it's like you took a break from your workout. Would you like to modify <laughs> the next workout to ease your way back in? And I always click yes, yes. Let me ease my way back in. So we we've eased yeah. our way back into uh to to this to this season. Please visit us at projectsanctus.com as always, to see all the work we're doing. Again, thank you to those of you who listen. Thank you to those of you who participated in our birthday fundraiser last month. Thank you to all of those who show up for what we do and support us in ways that maybe we don't know. 
You can support us even more by listening to this podcast and liking us and rating us on whatever platform you use, whether it's Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all the things. Um, Again, rate us, um, share the podcast, tell your friends about us, those friends who you really know need to listen. Um, If they don't know what a podcast is, you need to get new friends. No, I'm just kidding. If they don't know what a podcast (laughs) is, um, they can listen to us on the old-fashioned interwebs at withloveandjustice.podbean.com. With love and justice for all. What did I just say? He left off the for all part. Oh my God. See, Russ Eason. Eason already back. Eason. Eason. He's on down the road. Gotta. So, with love and justice for all, dot podbean.com. All the links for all these things are on our website. And you can um, help keep the train running, keep the doors open, keep the lights on uh, with a donation at projectsanctus.com as well. Um, are, are we doing a headlines episode on Friday? We probably are. Are we? I think we are. I, I think we are. I, think I have it are. on my schedule. All right. Then um, I think we'll have enough to talk about. Yes, we got to talk about the black astronaut going to the moon. (gasps) I know. So excited. All right. All right. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. All right. So that's it for today. Uh, Thank you all. Thank you, Kelly. Happy to be doing this with you again. And until all of us, we meet again. Let's get our holy on.